have another announcement about Scout Week next week. A scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. Next Sunday, February 4th, is Scout Recognition Sunday for Boy Scouts, Cub Scouts, Girl Scouts, and their leaders. So we're encouraging all of those who have pledged to do my duty to God and my country to join their fellow fellow scouts around the nation and wear your uniform to church next Sunday. Cool. All you scouts out there. Do your thing next Sunday. Hallelujah. Um, uh, next Sunday, my brother Eddie will be here again with us. We always enjoy it when he can come up and enlighten us with his thoughts. I uh, I won't be here next Sunday, um, uh, but I should be here for the rest of the Sundays this month, assuming we have no problems with anything but uh, February is by and large my busiest time of the year and if you find it hard to get a hold of me during the month of February please do not feel unloved or rejected in any way okay February is national marriage and family month so we get calls from everybody and their cousin to come to these churches and speak and you know we're doing events all over the place in huge churches and some events in the middle of the week because we couldn't squeeze them in on the weekends and so uh, we will be just Deb and I will be very very busy and traveling around from here to there like a bunch of drunken monkeys and uh, but we'll eventually get through February and then our lives will slow down a little bit but fortunately this year uh, I think other than the one Sunday we'll be here for all of the months all the Sundays in February which sometimes even that gets in the way so we're happy about that we just did an event yesterday I spoke in Madison Wisconsin and uh, they have an annual marriage and, uh, event there and uh, it, was, it was an all day event and had a blast with them and the place was packed out and it was just very very cool I, I met this lady who came up to me at, at one of the breaks and she started sharing how she had just recently uh, come to Christ and, uh, and faith in her life and she uh, her, talked about how her life had been falling apart and everything was going wrong and how the doctors had come and told her that she had uh, terminal lung cancer and, and those of you who know about cancers that's one of the really nasty ones and uh, so she's sharing about this and then she talked about how she came to Jesus and how Jesus has started turning things around in her life and healing her family and bringing things back together again and she was just all lit up tell me about it and I, I finally said well Okay, well, what about the what about the cancer? How you doing? She says, "Well, that's the cool part. A few weeks ago, I got baptized, and since then, the doctors haven't been able to find any cancer in my body, <laughs> which is so cool." <laughs> I'd like to look at the doctors' faces when they saw that. The doctors are funny creatures. God bless them. My my dad is a doctor, but uh, you know. Uh, a miracle will happen and and they don't necessarily want to call it a miracle they just uh, it was a spontaneous healing sometimes sometimes these things happen <laughs> really <laughs> oh man anyway uh Oh, very cool. So anyway, God's doing all kinds of neat things, and it's just been so exciting to be a part of what's been going on. Um, today, Joshua, the uh, 24th chapter, uh, starting at verse 14, is going to be our scripture verse for our text for the, today's message. Joshua is standing before his nation, and, and uh, they had just come out from traveling around the wilderness, and they'd been 
in Egypt and, and God had delivered them from Egypt. They're finally going now, getting ready to serve God and go into the promised land. And he says this to them. He says, now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your fathers worshipped beyond the river and in Egypt. And serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods of your, your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you're now living. But as for me and my household, he says, we will serve the Lord. Joshua stood before his nation and declared that as far as he was concerned, he and his family were going to serve God. This was not a man who was unsure of himself. Not a man who was afraid to take a stand. And nor did he have to go to his wife to get permission. Somebody say amen. Now last time I spoke to you, I spoke to you a message entitled, Strong confident respectful women and uh, uh, it was interesting of course then, then I got all kinds of emails <laughs> which was to be expected you know women who were saying well, well what about this and then if this happens then what about that and then what about that and this and the other and, and that's all fine and stuff like that but you kind of missed the point of the message the message was where the Bible says the strong women in the church need to teach the weaker ones how to live not the pastor are you hearing me don't don't be sending me your questions about how to deal with that creature in your life your husband you need to get plugged into some strong women who have a clue who know how to do this who have successful marriages and successful children and families if you're not sure who to get plugged up with call the church speak to Mary Mary will help you get connected with women who would be more than happy to spend time with you and mentor you and answer these specific questions they're legit questions I'm not going to answer you by the way I'm not going to do it I'm going to starve you out you need to go to other women you need to talk to them I'm not a woman talk to them and get some and you, 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 you women who are strong Half of that message was really a challenge to you. Because I know strong, confident women don't like mentoring weaker women. I know you guys. As soon as I mention it, your eyes are all like, uh, you know. But that's not love. I know you got lots of things to do, but I'm challenging you to just set aside some time in your life. You don't have to do it 24-7, nor will we dump 30 women on you. But that we're someone who really is struggling in their marriage, really struggling in their life, not sure how to, not sure what stands to take, that they can connect with you and you can share with them and pray with them and show them what the Bible says and show them, tell them what you do. That's the whole point of mentoring. Okay? So, make sure you get uh, connected with all that. But back to Joshua. Joshua, a strong man, confident in who he was, taking a stand. And I have to ask the question, where are men like that today? Sadly, we have a nation of men who don't know who they are and have no idea what it means to be a real man. A lot of it has been because of the culture that we have been inundated with over the last 30 years in this country. Especially with all the women's lib stuff and the culture and the media slamming men are this and men are that and men are bad this and men are... Guys are confused. They don't even know what to do. You know, when a woman comes up, are you supposed to open the door for her? Close it? Trip her? What are you supposed to do? We don't even... (laughs) We've created a culture of men now, a generation of men who don't know who they are. 
We don't have real men. We have artificial plastic men walking around today. Men who don't live real dreams, they watch them on movies. Men who don't really play sports, they view them on television. Men who don't know how to be lovers to their wives, they look at porn on the internet. Artificial men. And is there anything more pathetic? I mean, how sad is that? That you can't be a lover to your own wife. That you've got to go look at some woman who wouldn't give you the time of day. You have to stick a big on your forehead. You say you're mean. When it comes to that, I get real mean. I have no tolerance for that. This is insane. Be a man. Be a real man. It is time we stop being artificial men who live in virtual worlds. Are you listening to me? It's time to start being who God called us to be. My son-in-law, Ross, some years ago, I don't know, four or five years ago, was going out to New York where his brother is, and his brother had asked him if he would be the godfather for... For their, for their child and, and Ross of course was excited to do it and uh, the church called ahead of time in preparation and, and got information from Ross who's going to be the godfather and you know you know blah blah what about this that and the other and then they finally asked the question he said well what, what denomination are you and he goes well we're, we're not really a denomination we're just kind of and the lady said well I, I got to put in something what, and, and Ross was well we're kind of a and he was trying to think of the word charismatic but he, he couldn't pop into his head and and so the next closest word was Pentecostal so 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 he's he said, he went to say, I'm a Pentecostal, but, but he got tongue-tied and he said, I'm a, I'm a Pentecostal. <laughs> I laughed for three days. when he <laughs> For three days, I'm walking down the street, I would just lose it. A Pentecostal, oh my gosh. And then, and then I started thinking about that, what a cool name that is. <laughs> for Pentecost testicle for man we need to be Pentecostal, spirit filled men hallelujah <laughs> think anybody will come to our group if we call it Pentecostals? <laughs> I was sharing this idea with one guy and he goes yeah but the word Penta is from Pentagon it means five I went, no no that wouldn't work that way. Uh, bad enough with the two we got. We don't need, don't need three more. But it's time that we start being spirit filled men, real men, not artificial plastic men who live in virtual worlds. We have a whole generation of young men today in their 20s and 30s that. They haven't even grown up yet. Living in virtual worlds. Haven't really gotten serious about their lives. Don't know who they are. It used to be a teenager was from age, you know, 12, 13 to 18. Now we have this extended adolescence from like 12 to 29. It used to be when you got out of high school, you was getting serious about life. What you're going to do with your life? A lot of guys were thinking about getting married. But in our culture today, we no, no, it's too young. You're too young. You're too young. We wound up creating this extended adolescence, which is pure nonsense. Young men, 
25, 27 years, 28 years of age. I have no idea who they are, what they're going to be. What do you do with your life? I don't know yet. Spend all the time playing video games, living in virtual worlds, being protected by insecure moms who try to save these little boys. I was talking to a guy about two years ago on, on the phone, him and his wife. They were having marriage problems and best as I can tell, you know, and I generally, I try to be, if you've, you ask anybody who comes to me, I'm very even-handed. I don't just beat up on one or the other. In fact, when one tells me something evil about the other, I just ignore it and I assume there's something wrong with the person talking to me. That's, that's my view, so keep that in mind when you come to see me. <laughs> but as I'm listening to this, I couldn't help but think, you know, this guy is, is being a jerk. I mean, the, the evidence was overwhelming. And he was agreeing with everything. And he, didn't, he wouldn't do this and he wouldn't do that. And he wasn't living up to his responsibilities in virtually any area. Wasn't being a lover to his wife. Wasn't being a father to his children. I finally, I finally asked him, what's the matter with you? Why don't you do these things? And he goes, I just just don't want to. You don't want to? So I posed what I thought was a ridiculous question. Well, do you only do things you want to do? His answer was, yeah. I was stunned. I thought, well, wait a minute. What, do you just, just take out the garbage to the, to the street corner when, when, when you don't feel like it? He says, no, actually, our, we have a condo and, and we just set the bag outside the door. Somebody else comes and gets it. What about mowing the lawn? Well, like I said, I live in a condo. I don't have to mow the lawn. I, I was going through list after. I was trying to find some, some example where this guy had to do something he didn't want to do. Couldn't find it. He had built his whole life. Surrounded in circumstances and situations, he only did what he wanted to do when he felt like doing it. I said, man, what, what did your dad do to you when you were a little kid, acting up? He goes, oh, he says, I, I didn't have a dad. Whew. There's the problem. Men who are absent fathers, either they leave their mother, you know, the, 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 through divorce, or they spent all their time at work and never were there whatever the deal is he had no father I said man you know what you need he said what's that pastor I said you need some guy to take you out back and kick your butt (laughs) only I didn't say butt I used a more biblical term some guy just to slap the snot out of you he to grow up for crying out loud surrounded by his mom always feeling guilty and I, you gotta hand it to the ladies I mean you know they feel badly and they trying to overcompensate and stuff but women tend to overcompensate by just more smothering see that's why they they need your children need a father and a mother see fathers tend to challenge their children and cause them to snap out of it and do things a little risky and stuff you know we're the ones taking little babies going <laughs> catching them you know <laughs> and mothers are going stop it <laughs> look at that 
He likes it. He likes it. Stop it. You're going to drop him. Woo-hoo. Brother wants the kid falls down, scrapes himself up. Oh, it's okay. You're not going to die. Get up. Go do it again. And I know we live in complicated worlds today because of this culture of divorce that has been so devastating. But you dads, if you have children, you need to do whatever you got to do to make sure you spend time with those children. You moms through divorces who don't want your husbands around because you so hate his guts. You're not helping your kids. And those of you on the verge of divorce, you need a snap out of it. You went, well, he makes me mad. I'm telling you, you need that man in your life for nothing else but for your children. Those who have told us for the last 25 years that women of, uh, that children aren't really affected by divorce are lying to you. They are out of their minds, these nitwits. These kids are being emotionally devastated by this. And I'll tell you what we're having is we're having a whole generation of boys who have no fathers and these boys are not growing into real men. So they become virtual men. There's no one to really take them and do anything for real. Challenge them for real. Get in their face for real. I was reading a story not long ago. uh, Actually just two weeks ago. When I was first getting ready for this. I found the story about this. In, in South, I don't know if it's South Africa or somewhere in Africa, they were they were having a bunch of elephants in one area, and they wanted to thin the herd down, so they wanted to put some elephants over in another area. So they they decided to take all the adolescent male elephants and put them over in this other area, thinking that would kind of even things out. But they started having all these problems with these adolescent elephants. They started just going crazy, and they were just wrecking stuff and breaking things and knocking things over and trashing trees, stuff that it wasn't normal elephant behavior. And they couldn't figure out what is the matter with these elephants. Finally, Donna, somebody says, you know, maybe we need to take some bull elephants. Put them with these adolescents. And they finally did. When those adolescent elephants started acting up, these bull elephants would knock the snot out of them. <laughs> Pull them in line. All of a sudden, they were acting just like normal elephants again. Problem is today, our young boys aren't seeing real healthy men on how to live. There's some people from our uh, Stevens Point campus here this morning. They, they remember this. You know, about a year ago, I, I had really challenged the church. See, I, I believe the church is, is, is messing up in this area. We are never going to help boys become men if they spend all their time with boys. Are you hearing me? We're not going to help girls become real women if they spend all their time with girls. And what the churches everywhere, is, uh, churches everywhere are doing, we take these teenagers and we take them off into their own little programs. And we segregate them. And we keep them away. Then they become college age. And we have college age groups for them. And then they become single. And we keep single groups. And then finally, you know, in a 30, 40, they finally get part of the regular congregation. No wonder they're not growing up and maturing. We need to stop this nonsense. We need to integrate those young men and women in with this congregation. Someone said to me a couple of weeks ago, you know, you're, you're really packing out the services. You can see there's not much room left in here. They said, well, why don't we just let the teenagers do their own worship on there? No! They don't need more of that. They need to be in here, listen to me, holler at you. <laughs> so they can start getting a clue. Life is not about you. Really? (laughs) 
In fact, at one point, in, 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 over in Stephen's Point, I, I canceled the entire youth program altogether for 13 weeks. Except for one quarter. We're not going to have any more youth programs. We're making those kids get involved in adult life groups. Spend some time with adults. Should have heard the howling from moms. <laughs> you women have got to stop protecting these boys from men who challenge them to grow up. Now, if you think your husband's being too hard or too harsh, you can speak to him about it privately. But not in front of your children and emasculating the man and wondering why your son doesn't grow up and he hasn't left the house and he's 35 years of age. Still in the basement playing video games. Well, I'm praying for him. I got a plan for him. Send a bunch of guys over there. Give them an introduction to life. We need a butt-kicking team in this church. We need a bunch of guys. Just, just guys. Just a bunch of, bunch of big guys. Go around just kicking butts. Come up with some nice name for them. You know, the Association of Severely Strict Kickers. You can do the acronym later. <laughs> some of you just... Oh my goodness. <laughs> church, we're not doing well, folks. I just got a call from a church, a, a group of churches. Check this out. There are a group of churches in America that want to get some significant churches together to try and solve this problem. They are saying, this guy called me, said that uh, studies are showing three quarters of our young boys and women that are growing up in our churches, as soon as they get old enough, are leaving the church. And not serving God anymore. Two thirds. And we need to fix this. Anyway, there's some pretty serious churches involved with this. One is uh, Saddleback out in California, big church out there. Lakewood Church, Joe Olstein's church, largest church in America. Willow Creek, that behemoth church in in the Chicago area. They're trying to get 12 churches together. There's 400,000 churches in America. They're trying to just find 12. The reason they called me is they want this church to be part of that group. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Self-centered, irresponsible, don't know what I'm doing with my life. No fathers around. Fathers out there chasing, they're trying to find themselves. I'll introduce you to yourself. Find yourself. You leave your family to go find yourself. I'm going to set you down with the association. (laughs) Self centered, irresponsible man. And by the way, I have had three very credible reports from women in this church, single women, who are dating some of you single guys, and have reported to me that you're trying to get into their pants. You listen to me, you little twits. (laughs) These women are our sisters, our daughters, the mothers of our children. They are not your play toys, and you had better Treat them with respect or we're going to show you a meeting with the association.
You think I'm kidding? So help me. If I hear, if I find out, I'll, give you, I'll cut your break now. If I hear it, I'll put your face on the jumbotron. You want to go get laid? Go to a bar somewhere else. You don't come into this church and treat women like pieces of dirt. Are you hearing me? They are. They deserve respect, and we'll only treat them with respect. Next Sunday, we'll have only women in the congregation. <laughs> you can come, but you need to grow up. It isn't about you. You can control yourself. Well, I got needs. Well, grow up. Marry the girl. And you girls don't be tolerating this kind of behavior from these guys. Calm down, Mark. Just calm down. You need medication. <laughs> so mad. <sighs> Men who don't know who they are. In my next message, when I get back, Eddie, like I said, will be here next week. But I'm going to continue this challenge to men. To be men who know who they are, what they're capable of, what God expects them to be, and who, uh, who willingly, no, passionately, they seek God to truly become the men God intended them to be. That's the kind of men we need in this church. Men who refuse to let the past or their failures define who they are. Or men who refuse even let the lack of a father figure to define who they are. You may not have had a real father, but you've got a father in heaven who cares about you. You need to let God define who you are. In closing, there's this, there's this cool movie. Most guys love this movie. It's called Gladiator. It's a butt-kicking movie. And this movie is so cool. This, this famous general gets betrayed by this little weasel that's running the country. And this guy kills his family. And he winds up in slavery and has to fight his way back. Becomes a gladiator fighting for his life. Of course, he's a skilled, skilled fighter, and some real cool battle scenes in there. But at one point, the Emperor Commodus comes down and wants to introduce himself to this incredible gladiator who's just succeeding at such a high level. In the movie, he says, Your fame is well deserved, Spaniard. They thought he came from Spain. He says, I don't believe there's ever been a gladiator that's matched you. Why doesn't the hero reveal himself and tell us all your real name? You do have a name. And Maximus, the guy's name, he's wearing this real cool mask. You can't see who he is because the little weasel emperor wouldn't recognize him. He just looks at him and says, My name is Gladiator. And he turns and walks away. The emperor says, how dare you show your back to me? Slave, you will remove your helmet and tell me your name. And Maximus very slowly turns and removes his helmet and says this, these words that are the coolest part of this movie. Where he looks at him and says, my name is Maximus Decimus Meritus. Commander of the armies of the north. General of the Felix Legions. Loyal servant to the true emperor Marcus Aurelius. Father to a murdered son. Husband to a murdered wife. Boy, to watch all the guys go, yeah. 
Here's a man who despite his circumstances, who despite being robbed of his position, who despite losing his family to this murderous little twit, who despite being thrown into slavery and having to fight for his life, never forgot who he was. That is a man. We need men like that. And we'll continue this when I get back. (laughs) If you're a visitor, I'm not usually this mean all the time. (laughs) Well, most of the time. Anyway, we're going to invite the ushers to come at this time. And we're going to get ready to uh, end with our time of communion together. Let me ask you a question this morning. Do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe in the one who knows you, sir, even if you don't know yourself? The God who looks at you and in spite of your sins, in spite of your failures, in spite of your mistakes and your worst sees the very best in you what you are capable of do you know this God who loves you so that's what this is about this morning we're about to have our time of communion where we reflect on the body and the blood of Christ his body broken for us his blood shed for us so that we could be whole That we could have forgiveness of sins. The good news this morning is that God loves you. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter where you're at. You might be way off the beaten path from what I talked about this morning. Doesn't matter where you're at right now. You need to know God loves you and cares about you. He looks at you and sees your very best. What he's doing is calling out to you to say, rise up. Be all you can be. Be the man. Be the woman of God that I created you to be. Don't be filled with fear anymore. Don't let your past determine your future. Don't let your failures dictate who you are. He says, I died for you. My blood has been shed to wash away your sins and to give you new life. I'd like everyone to bow their heads this morning. And I'd like us to pray this prayer together. If you will pray this prayer and mean this from the bottom of your heart. Jesus Christ will come into your life. He'll forgive you of your sins and give you a new beginning. Let's pray this prayer together. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I put my trust in you this morning. I ask you to come into my heart and to forgive my sins. Thank you for loving me. Help me to truly know you. Amen. Lord, you are so kind to us. Lord, let your forgiveness, your grace right now just wash away all the hurts, all the sins, all the brokenness, all the failures. God, just just pour out your grace right now in this congregation. Though our sins be as scarlet, they can be white as snow. Thank you that there's always a fresh start with you. Thank you that there's always hope with you. Help us to truly know you and experience you this day. I'm going to ask our ushers to go ahead and pass out the communion at this time. If you're a first time guest or visitor, you can join us. You don't have to be a member of our church to join us.